0: We doing this really wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Pow! What the fuck? Give. And it's also eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF? What the fuck
1: with Mark Marin.
0: All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucking knots? What the fucking ucks? And the what the fuck quas? What the fuck quas? This is WTF. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for being here. Today on the show, Christopher Titus. My dad loved Christopher Titus. Christopher Titus was a guy my dad once said, you got to go see this kid, Christopher Titus. He talks about real shit. So he's on the show today. Okay, so I was in Entertainment Weekly. That happened. They came and took a picture. I was nervous about the picture. I thought the article was uh, nicely done. Great. I enjoyed it. I I was humbled and flattered and excited, and I liked the picture, and that is rare. I had nothing to do with the fact that a bit of fan art is just to the left of my head, if you're looking at the picture in Entertainment Weekly. It just says nerd, and then there is the huge head of a cock right there in the pages of Entertainment Weekly. I had nothing to do with that. It was not my job. I didn't put it there on purpose. But we got a cock into Entertainment Weekly. I have been a little aware, 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 three times, aware of my nose because I've detected another basal cell on my fucking face. The shit I went through with that four years ago, do you know what it's It's a non-killing cancer that you get from the sun if you get them. I had one on my nose a while back. I believe early on I talked about the Mohs procedure. Now I've got to go do that again. I got It's like in the exact same place on the other side of my nose. So I've got to go get a nickel-sized hole dug into my face to dig out this thing that's growing through that layer of skin. Hey, look, I don't want to bum people out. But I was bummed out, so come on board. Why not? Not saying misery loves company. Anyways, some other business. I was in Denver a week or so ago, and I forgot to thank Jason for the Jonathan Winters records, a very thoughtful gift. And quite frankly, Jason frightens me. So I wanted to make sure that I thanked him. He's a comedy fan, and when I say fan, heavy emphasis on the fan. There's a line that one can cross, but Jason has always been there. He showed up at Denver. I'd met him in Aspen. He had Jonathan Winters records for both me and Ryan Singer, and he was also proudly wearing his laminate from the Aspen Comedy Festival that he worked at. Now, I don't know if he still thought he was working there, but but he didn't bring me a Jonathan Winters record. Now, if there is any potential that Jason may tip one way or the other, I'm sure this monologue isn't helping anything. But thank you, Jason, for the Jonathan Winters records, and don't fucking kill me. all right right. stop it everyone's gonna know you're here Ryan Singer's in the room he's reading something I can't have him on every show he's already been on nine so let's get down to some other stuff I know we're having a good time here but I did survive Edmonton I'm back from Canada I'm back from the West Edmonton Mall doing the comic strip at the mall I was at the mall for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the mall, no car Was able to get out a bit, but I didn't have a car, so I was at the fucking mall. So I would walk from the hotel, which was at the mall, to the comedy club in the mall. It's a big mall. It's got three roller coasters. It's got a beach. It's got a pool. It's got a gym. It's got movie theaters. It's got a fire-breathing dragon at the movie theater that was broken when I was there, as was the most scary roller coaster. Not that I'd get on a roller coaster in a mall. Just It doesn't seem right. So I'm at the mall, and Canadian audiences, though polite, will drink. And I've not, uh, and it's one of these uh, clubs, it's a great club, it's a beautiful setup, that comic strip. A lot of uh, video before, some lights and sounds, and they big loud music, and bang, the show starts. But those second shows, Friday and Saturday, that was some serious hands-on, crowd management, let's fucking have a battle shit that I haven't done in a while. Though I like it, I know how to do that. I have those chops. I think it's important that one learns to... Uh, to, to do crowd work i can do it man i can fucking do it friday night second show i'm at it i'm going at it with a guy that i was told paid two hundred dollars to the doorman in order to sit pretty far away from the stage came with some other people very vocal started out right away just uh, chiming in nothing hostile just drunk chiming in here and there I got into it with him. I did a certain number of steps, some uh, some crowd work, jujitsu. Why do you need this much attention from a crowd of people? You don't know, and you don't have a mic, and it's not your job. Were you poorly parented? Bang, boom. We're going back and forth. I cut pretty deep when I'm doing that kind of stuff. Eventually, got to maybe you're not clear who you are sexually, uh, because it seemed that you know he was needing something from me that he loved me in a way. It just went on, and I thought it was over. I really thought it was over until all of a sudden there is a hush. In the room, and then an outburst of laughter. And I look there, hanging over the balcony area. It's not a, a tall balcony; just more like a tier. But there's a the back of the chairs, or the floor of the room, and then there's a second tier hanging over the back of the chairs. Was an ass? Was this heckler's ass? Like I had to put my hand over my head to protect myself from the spotlight to see an ass. That was that is is mooning the last refuge of a heckler how am i going to fight an ass and how am i supposed to take i have never had that happen really that's what you have to say well how about my ass that was that looking at the ass and i said all right i don't know where we go from here perhaps you should be taken out of the club and now apparently this was the third time the guy shown his ass I, i got news reports no one tweeted it from the back of the room but there were news reports that the ass had come out two or three times and i it's just a difference in terms look you can manage your room however you want but i'm thinking once the ass comes out once that might be grounds for a dismissal just on a legal premise but he was a good-hearted guy and i believe that he was uh, mooning me in uh, good fun and uh, he was removed from the club but it was 50 minutes into the show and there was so much excitement and energy around his ass that uh, that was my closer so he helped me out. I want to thank the guy that showed his ass at the second show Friday at the mall. So then, after that, I walked through a series of hallways. No matter how good the show was, I walked through a series of hallways to get out into the mall, a back way into the food court, which of course at that hour is closed. So I walk into an empty food court, but there are fountains still going. So there's still some life. There's water saying, "Look, we're we're still doing it. It's not all sad." Walk by the closed McDonald's, the closed Starbucks, the closed Barrows. Down a hall. To my hotel in the mall, which is a theme hotel. Did I mention that? Theme hotel, the Fantasyland Hotel. Has several floors, I guess. I was told that I should have, I, that I would have had more fun in the Roman room with the columns, but I was on the Western floor. So after a show, no matter how great a show you had, no matter how much you love show business. You walk through a maze of hallways out into an empty food court down to a hotel where you go up to your floor and you walk down the hall of your floor which has a painting of a Western theme and each door has a, is painted like a stable door and there's a horse on the door as if it's looking out of the stable door and it's all the same horse. So there's about I'm way down the hall so I've walked by about eight or nine of the same horsey. And I get to my horsey, horsey 735, and through that arc from whatever happened on stage, maybe this particular night it was a guy showing his ass to me that I had to close with. And I get to my horsey door. What does one do when they enter their horsey room? Kill yourself. I mean, that's really the first thing that comes to mind. That it's a mall, and this would be the place to do that. And I thought, well, oh, that's a little extreme. You know, it's just another hotel. Put it into perspective. Then I thought, well, maybe I'll do that uh, David Carradine thing. Never done that before. I have a belt. Maybe I could take jerking off to the next level here. I don't even have the energy to that, and I didn't want to Google it. I don't know what you Google. Do you Google belt, jerk off, don't die? I don't know. Am I being too candid? Maybe I am. I was going to read an email from a guy. This guy came to my show. Hey, Mark. It's a subject line, Edmonton Moon. It's clever, poetic. Hey, Mark. I was at your show on Thursday night in Edmonton. I said hi a couple of times. I was the nervous kid with the white shirt. During your set, you joked about the Fantasyland Hotel and the Western-themed room. I visited the hotel once. I left my house in the middle of the night with nothing but a bottle of whiskey and an urge to end it. I was kneeling in the room next to faux Roman columns with blood and vomit on my clothes clutching the hotel phone. There's something about this city that breeds loneliness and alienation. It might be the ravaging of the environment just north of here. It might be the high wages and the widespread drug use. It might be the conservative philosophy that has strangled this province for years. It might be the intense cold that descends on this city for eight months. It might be something else. I'm not really sure. I do know, however, that it took so long for that man to be thrown out of that room because we've come to accept that behavior, the mooning. We've built places like the Fantasyland Hotel to house our alienation and loneliness, to house ourselves at a price we can fall asleep and stay asleep in the Wild West or Rome or ancient Egypt. All that matters is that we're no longer here. If you're feeling lonely or alienated right now, that's normal. That's this city. That's what it does. But don't ever think that you are alone in this city. Hope this finds you well. Andrew. And I hope you feel the same way, Andrew. It was great to see you, it was great to meet you, and I'm certainly glad that whatever gripped you that night at the Fantasyland Hotel didn't, uh, didn't pan out. Stay on board, buddy. We're doing okay, no matter where you are. I, you know, I don't know if I'm scared of people, but sometimes
1: I don't know how to behave properly with people. Well, that's my big problem is I actually have a, uh, I have a tendency to uh, – to. Uh, I don't suffer bullshit well. I have a tendency to just say what I – I'm learning this. I, I, I didn't have a filter for so long. I've had one implanted uh, recently because uh, it got in the way of, like, my TV show. Like, I, my TV show got canceled because I, network president wanted to change it, and I just said what I wanted to say. Now, wait, wait. Okay, first of all, Chris Titus is here in the Cat Ranch garage. Good morning, people. Yeah, and
0: uh, – well, that, you know, it's weird because in in my knowledge of you – the first time I heard of you was my dad had seen you somewhere at a comedy company. He's like, this guy seems to be, you know, like doing the kind of thing you do with the honesty and everything. I think you think you would like him. And then I sort of poked around a little bit and found out who you were. But really what I did here, and we can start there, is is you had... A show, a pop, a relatively popular sitcom. Yeah, we were
1: killing it. Yeah, Titus. It was, cool. and you fucked it up. <laughs> and I fucked it up exactly. <laughs> you know what? You've been so concise. A lot of people aren't as concise with that. You just went right to it. I like that. Well, yes. I, I didn't know if it was true or not. I yeah. mean, like
0: I'd heard this rumor that like you know Titus became such a megalomaniacal douchebag that he fucked up his show. And
1: you know what's weird is is, is the, <laughs> the problem was and and I, I will own that. I'll say yeah okay let's yeah yeah what happened was, was I was the I I. And about 12 years after I started stand-up, first of all, I didn't start out, you would think so, that, that your dad said anything like that to you is like a huge compliment. That your dad said anything like, this guy does what you do with the honesty and stuff, I was like, wow, that's wow, that's a huge compliment. Well, my
0: dad's me. a manic depressive. Oh, okay. and, and your dad was an alcoholic, right? Right, yeah, so, oh, yeah. Similar. my it's mom was similar. a manic depressive. Oh, schizophrenic, and I talked about it. Oh, so, you win.
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> Jim Brewer did that We were on a road one time At Greenville And yeah. we were trading stories And I go yeah My mom shot and killed Her last husband And Brewer just puts his hands up And he goes You win New dealer So we had the show I got a, I had a deal uh, With Fox A couple years earlier And they'd hired this writer guy And he came in And you know so it, The weird thing was Is, is that uh, I'd started to find out who I, who I was I did this thing called The Landmark Forum And I kind of got that Okay, what's okay the, well, Let's stop there a minute
0: The Landmark Forum Which is what Est became
1: yeah, S. Yeah, and the, and the thing is about this company is they keep they keep making it better and better. Like it, the landmark it's, form. Yeah, it really changed my life without that 'cause dude, man, I I think we never talked before because we did San Francisco comedy competition a couple times and we didn't talk because I was like this. Hey, you ever go to the store and you buy stuff? I was that comic. Really? Yeah. But we
0: were in the competition together. Yeah, we were.
1: Yeah, we were. We were. Yeah, we were. And you had not become and, you yet. Uh no I hadn't I was I it took me like 12 years and 12 years and I got to this place where I was going to quit comedy I'm like you know what I, I call it growing a tumor on my soul I just like every time I was on stage like I'm doing the shit that works but it's just the self hatred is pouring out of me and I'm just like God I I get off stage and they say good show and I'd be like fuck you I like I hated yeah. people yeah, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't even laugh at that and and I knew I knew that what I was doing wasn't um. It just wasn't me, and I had, you know, Bruce Smith, I'll give this great credit to Bruce Smith, Omnipop. Yeah, uh, I know him. Bruce took me aside one day. I auditioned for Montreal, and I'd been there before, and I auditioned for Montreal, and I'd started, the weird thing is that you can't, eventually you can't stop being who you are as a comic. You, eventually it's going to creep out. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, if you if you care, and, and it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, you,
0: you know, it's not the bad thing. You know, there are right. guys who are doing their set, and then they creep out and they ruin everything.
1: Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is true. <laughs> yeah, those guys, yeah, those are damaged guys. Yeah, uh, but but eventually you'll start to become who you are. Yeah, and I'd written this bit about my mom in a mental hospital. My mom was, you mm-hmm. know, sometime I was a little kid, and. But I was doing it like, hey, anybody's mom in a mental hospital? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, how many people? <laughs> yeah. how many, let me see the hands. So you ever notice when your mom's in a mental hospital and she <laughs> won't take her medication? Yeah. So there's two guards beating her. Anybody? <laughs> so what happens is... is uh, <laughs> is I'd written this bit, yeah. but I was doing it like that. And, right. and Bruce takes me aside after this, and that was a relatively good audition. Although there was a weird moment when I was doing that bit, and Bruce just—I get off stage, and I've never had someone just be so like clear. He just looks at me and goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I go, and I just thought I had a good audition. I go, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "You're after talking about your mom in a mental hospital. You're talking to it like about your like your Seinfeld doing a Tonight Show set." He goes, "The audience doesn't know what you're doing. They don't know if you're telling them the truth. They don't know. Right. They, they don't. They, they, That's they think, a good observation. They, they think you're making up some bizarre story to right. be cool or right. And he goes. He goes, that, but he goes, I know you. I know that's what happened. He goes, you got to be yourself. And I told him, I said, they won't understand who the fuck I am. I go, if I, let the, if I let out who I really am on stage, they're going to hate my guts. So you, well, you just had to figure out how to plant yourself in it and frame it.
0: Like, you know how to how to own it and set it up so right. they don't feel like, like I do material like that and they don't know whether it's too much information. They're shocked. <laughs> yeah. They don't know whether to feel bad for you right. or laugh uncomfortably. Right. To make them laugh for the right reasons at that type of material is a trick.
1: Yeah it's it's a, you know I always call it uh, when comics ask how I pull it off you go you I go look anything's funny if you lead them down the right path but mm-hmm. you can't just you can't just you know s- open the door to a different world. You got to kind of got to look. We're going to yeah. go through this the entryway in the foyer, and then you're going to walk. Then we're going to meet the hostess. Yeah. Then we're going to go on to yeah. this. So get prepped for you the world. You have to lubricate them. Yeah, you have to prep them <laughs> for the world. Exactly. So now, okay. So you know, coming back around, I guess. So it, I get Titus. So, I, so then, so I changed my act. I literally went home that night. I wrote this bit. Basically, by the way, I wrote I had a bit completely th- fueled by self hatred to stuff it up his ass. Actually, you know, I'm one of that guys. He said. He said. He goes. He actually told me at this point, Mark. He said. I will not represent you if you don't do this. Because if you don't start telling the truth on stage and being who you really are, he goes, he goes you know that happy guy you're on stage? He goes, I never met that guy. because he yeah. he's never been in my office. I don't know who he is. And so I went... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes, I went... That's I, a good manager. Yeah, I went into... Uh, I, went into uh, I went home that night and stayed until yeah. 4 in the morning. I wrote this bit called, We Need Comedy to Get Rid of Our Desire to Kill. And you know how comics all hey, you guys doing tonight? You guys are good? And then they start their act. So I walked on stage and I go, do people even know why you're here? Because let me tell you why. You're not here because you like paying four bucks for one beer. You're because comedy gets you of our desire to kill. It's one of those. Bit, it was like a transitional bit that got me who I was. Right. It's this three minute story about the worst day you could possibly have, and at the end of it, I'm in my boss's office about to get fired. Um, you, you, my boss starts the conversation with, you're not fired, but, and he proceeds to rip apart your work performance and personal appearance while uh, the, the whole time blaming your parents, and it's just this rant, and, and I go, and you notice a letter opener glittering. Oh, all the while, he's on the phone, ordering a new Mercedes SEL for himself, and you notice a letter opener glittering on the desk, and you get some insight on what it would be to be a serial killer. Hey, I get to make my own hours, I'm my own man, <laughs> and, and as, as the, the light glints off the blade as you raise it above your head, and just. Before you plunge it into his black, cold corporate heart, um, uh, he goes, "What are you doing?" And you go, "I just need a good laugh." And I'm just screaming. And it's three minutes, so I do it at Igby's. And Jan Smith lets, lets me go up. And I told Jan, I said, "Look, I'm doing something I've never done before." I go, "This the happy guy's dead." Yeah, I go and it killed the happy yeah, guy. Yeah, I killed him. So here's the problem. I go up, and do this one bit I wrote. Three minutes destroys. Like literally, I get people going. Nuts. They're like, "Yes!" And they're screaming at Igby's. And you remember Igby's? You know, he's just get like that little tight little room, and and I don't have anything else. Still there. No, it's no, it's gone yeah, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything else. I got nothing else. It. Like I, I like I like I don't. You're yourself, but it's I, very limited. Yeah, at this yeah, point. yeah. I've got three minutes of me, <laughs> and I've got an hour of this other ass. Uh, uh, <laughs> did you go back to it? I did. I dropped <laughs> right into it like a whore. I go, I go. So anybody go to the store and buy stuff? And here's the here's the mo- here's yeah. the lesson I learned. Yeah. That in that second, the audience went from we love this guy. He told us the truth. He let us know who. Let us see who he is. And now he's bullshitting us and they were quiet for the next 7 minutes. I like applause break in 3, 7 minutes of well, dead silence. Right,
0: it's sort of like that moment where like if you are able to do crowd work and you do crowd work yeah. and it's good and then you go back to your act that it's like that weird thing where they see the difference between something authentic yeah. and something, you know, that is a show. Yep. And if you're going to go authentic, you got to stay in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yo it bad. Said, it's that's the lesson I learned. So but,
0: now yeah. but now this childhood that you come from uh, is is much more disturbing than most, <laughs> and it's just interesting to me that, it, like, because I know you've battled with your own demons as I have. But you didn't go the recovery route. You ended up in, in landmark form. I
1: did go. To, I actually, well, I went to, um, I didn't go I didn't go to AA, but I did go through, I, I got a therapist, and he was Dr. Jerry Ozeal, who was actually the Menendez Boys therapist. Oh, so and you had guy, real problems. Yeah, but... I actually talked about this in Rockwell, And the yeah. dude, I would sit there with this dude, and he would just, I would tell him this horrible story. My mom was in a mental hospital, shot and killed her husband, and I go, you know what, I, I thought she hated me my whole life, but I guess she was just crazy, but I don't know. And, you know, she did all this crazy stuff, and they she abandoned me once in an airport. I spent the night in Burbank Airport one night when I was five like all this crazy shit and then and the guy would go interesting well tell me what you think about that and I and about the third time as a comic you have this level of cynicism and a level of bullshit that uh, this bullshit meter that is so high as a comic that I just was like, at one point, the third visit, I went, wow, dude, you're not helping me. All I'm gonna do is sit here for the next 10 years, give you a lot of money, and you're gonna ask me how I think about it. I, I want it cured, I want it fixed, I want it I want it." Well, don't handled. you think what he
0: was asking you though, and it seems to me that this is the biggest problem that we have, is that when he says that, I mean, what we're supposed to do, and what we probably didn't do or haven't done since that event, that trauma-causing event, right. is feel the fucking feelings. Right. right, that's, true. that's so, true. So I mean, I think that the goal is usually like, if we can get you to re-feel that thing that has caused you to be such a prick, right. then maybe we can process <laughs> the feelings.
1: Such a prick. Yeah, okay, wow. Does that uh, make sense? Yeah, but I, but I also think that because you build up, you build up those layers over those years. Right. Like you're a grown man, you're an adult, I'm in a business, I'm successful at it. You know, it, it, part, of, part of your success is because you're kind of that prick. Like you've gotten through some, like to be a comic, to be a comic and make money at this, yeah. I... You gotta be kind of like a hard ass to get through stuff. Be able to handle shit that goes wrong. You gotta oh, know. Shit. I better know, write this down. No has got to. No has got to be a word that you love. Sometimes you know. No has got to be a word that you, that doesn't. You don't even hear. You don't I'm even... very sensitive though. You don't find. Oh, yourself... I am. Oh yeah. I go. I go home and curl like a bitch in a fetal <laughs> position and cry. <laughs> but in public, where I'm at, I'm like. I'm like. I am I got this. What? What? Yeah. yeah. But I go. I sure. Yeah. I go home, call in the corner, turn to my girlfriend, and go. It's over. It's over. It's, right. I'm gonna be a roofer. <laughs> so, yeah, I, oh, good. That's your, that's your plan B. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what all my all the guys in school did. So so what happens is is that so I. I... And he, was, and he had the Menendez brothers, and I talked about this in Norman Rockwell. So Norman Rockwell is the show you did. What's Norman, the full name of it? Norman Rockwell's Bleeding. Yeah. That was the first comedy, the first night nine-minute special. And then, and so I found out that the dude, the dude got actually arrested and got a license pulled because he had told, the Menendez brothers had told him what they had done to their parents. Yeah. And instead of going to the cops, he had told his mistresses because he can't, because a lot. And he had told us, he had three This My therapist had three mistresses and had told all three of them that, that, what they had done. And he said, oh, by the way, and if you say tell anybody, I'm going to have the Menendez boys track you and kill you. That's, yeah. a, that's yeah. a good therapist. He was my touchstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so then I, I got I got a buddy of mine who was uh, in Chicago, great, just a really brilliant doctor and uh, this kid this anyway, he gave me I took the Lamar form, and again, totally cynical about it. It's three days, you can't change your life in three days, and I took it. Is that where you can't pee? No, no, no. That was asked, man. That was no, no. It's like you, you get can breaks pee in the landmark. You farm. get breaks every three years. Yeah, you, you okay. can go and, and you just sit around. You sit in a room. Here's the weird thing about it. You sit in a room with a hundred people who don't know you. See, the problem is we all hang out with the people that know us. Yeah. They know our bullshit. They know how we act. They they have this. They know what we're gonna do. Like yeah. you know what your friends are gonna do. I like have, when yeah. so, very few friends. So yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> aware. Too, <laughs> uh, I have the th- <laughs> three people that I just like. You guys are That's golden. Everybody it. fuck yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't don't any of
0: you fuck <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're irreplaceable. I don't want to have to replace one of you three.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. so, uh, so and you're sitting in this room with 100 people that don't know you, and I literally, I have to tell you, I saw people physically, like their faces changed by three days, and it's nothing, I'm telling you, there's nothing, there's nothing about it that's magical, it's just, you sit in a room, and they kind of break down these distinctions, and they've studied human beings, they went back 5,000 years and studied human beings, and it's not religious, and it's not political, they don't bring that up, they're like, they're like listen, here's what made Gandhi Gandhi, that we talk about Gandhi, you, you talk about, um, well, what are the tools? Uh there's a bunch of distinctions. Uh there's one called They're called distinctions. I, yeah yeah well, there's one there's one called uh, empty and meaningless yeah. life life is empty and meaningless which is empty and meaningless. That's and a it, bad thing, right? No, no, it's a really good thing, because here's the thing, we always choose the bad meaning. As human beings, we always choose, and as you probably have said it, you choose, if something something wrong happens, like you get a no from a studio or something, yeah. you're like, I suck, I'm untalented, everybody's right. better than me. Sure. We pick, human beings have this weird, weird default. That's our, all
0: humans or just the people that
1: end oh, up at you know, the landmark forum? Our, our, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> possibly. Uh, uh, our default is like, a, is like kind of a Microsoft default. We crash, we we crash a lot. You know, yeah, But there are
0: well-adjusted people there around. I mean, I, Yeah, I really, no, in the
1: forum, there's, and by the way, it's not for, it's that the whole thing about the forum, and they say this, they go, we don't want people that aren't already making it, in life. We don't want a bunch of people that are going to come here and not not get this. So, like, of I was already not. making. We was, want broken, sad people uh, yeah, who are so. who are successful in their businesses. Because I do actually the new show I'm doing, Neverlution Um, uh, I wrote my new name show is called Neverlution yeah. It's about how we as a planet kind of it, are just letting it go. Especially mm-hmm. America, we just we we used to be these amazing oh, people, yeah, yeah, and now we're like, eh. yeah,
0: it's just porn, ultimate fighting,
1: yeah. debt <laughs> yeah, <you> know, exactly. <laughs> and we don't care. And yeah. some, you know, France, they Dude. actually they raised that retirement age from sixty two to sixty five, and there's riots. It's in the street. Yeah, Yeah, we are getting naked in the airport, and it's like, okay. You want to go? This machine going to give me a tumor. The, the okay. biggest
0: example to me is just watching, you know, Man versus Food. I'm like, would somebody please stop that guy from <laughs> killing himself? Yes. I mean, that that is a show where you literally have a restaurant full of people going, go, 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 and this poor fat
1: dude is shoving a fucking. That is such America, right <laughs> exactly. there. That is the, and that's what we send out to the world. And then, and you can get it on satellite or yeah. Netflix. So, uh, so anyway, so the form is, uh, you sit in this room with 100 people that don't know you, and, and by the end of the three days. Can they talk through these distinctions? You. You get to be who you were when you were five before you realize things were fucked up. Because when you're five and there's some when shit, you're
0: sitting at the airport and your mom left. That's
1: right. Or when I was I was water skiing with my dad and I was I'm trying all weekend. I kept falling. My dad was drinking in the boat, pulling me, pulling me, pulling me. And then he goes, "Uh, he, he I finally get up at the end, right. like Sunday at three o'clock, get up." And and I remember watching everybody as a, as a kid watching, and they would drop in the water, let go of the rope, and sink in the water. I thought that would be so cool to do. So the second I get up after my dad has spent three days trying to get me to yeah, water ski, yeah. I go about 300 feet and I let go of the rope and I sink. And he comes back and I think and I'm to go, that was really cool, and he goes, What the fuck is wrong with you? I spent all day out in this hot sun getting you, blah, blah 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 blah, and you're never gonna do it again. Get your ass in the boat, and like, and that was the moment I realized, Wow, something's wrong. And I decided at that moment to kind of, I, I knew I was never gonna be cool, I'm never gonna fit in, so I decided to be funny. And I became this little five, six, seven year old kid who would pop shit off to adults all the time. Did your father beat you up? um he you know beat me up he when i fought him i punched him once and we beat him i get spanked a lot as a kid i didn't get beat up i don't think you know he was just a boozer uh yeah big drinker big drinker still but then again you know never missed a day of work never missed a never missed a child support payment nothing man he was one of those he was one of those old school guys just like managing like the old writers from carson back in the 60s yeah yeah, yeah. just hammered all, and then back at work the next day like madmen. yeah Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah So, anyway, so I do the form. forum. I get this insight into what's possible. Yeah. And uh, I start doing, I I do. I write Norman Rockwell. I, th- I Basically, at night after, I threw all my material away. I had one three-minute bit, wrote an entire new act. It's also, it's about changing your perception of yourself, correct? I yeah, mean, really, that, so
0: you can get a little distance from the the swamp of fucking self-hate and yeah, insanity.
1: When, when you get the truth of it, though, because you get the truth. Of, you what is it, the truth of it? She's there is none. help me out. There is none. That's it. That's, That's what, what you, you pay for? Yes. Empty meaningless means this Life is empty meaningless And when And I'm watching as a I'm watching it And if, just if you're a comic man, You should just go for the show Because people The first time for, What are there 10 minutes And they get, ask you to share This one guy gets up And he goes uh, This is how he starts I have AIDS I I have AIDS. He goes. I'm gonna die. And he goes. And my boyfriend said, if I don't come in here, he's not gonna see me anymore. That's how he started. And uh, I was like, and I just kind of was like, okay, opener. yeah, good, really yeah. good. I'm in. I'm, in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so in. I'm like yes. And uh, and by the end, and that guy was angry and furrowed. There was another guy. Um, and so people kind of start sharing their lives, and, and when you think, well, however bad you think you're fucked up, man, someone's going to get up and say something that you can't. That happened to them that you're just going to go, oh my god. One guy gets up, so the the form leader does this thing called uh, empty minutes and starts asking, what do you guys think life means? And everybody gets up and starts. J- life is Jesus, and life is my kids, and, my, and the form yeah, leader yeah. keeps going, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. What ends up happening is is that uh, at the end of it, people are fired up, and I am not saying anything because I'm I know I know a punchline's coming. You know, I know that they're yeah. setting up. And she goes, life is empty meaning. which is empty meanings doesn't mean anything because life is empty meanings. You get to pick the meaning. The problem with human beings is we always pick the negative meaning. Most, our default is to pick the negative meaning. Why? I don't know, man. It's, they didn't it's a tell genetic. you not? No, they don't. If they, I guess they could figure that out. They could just give you a shot, but just fix that, fix that, g- that uh, hormone or, or gene. Well, they, yeah. it feels
0: like to me that it's like because you're 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 wired to do that. I, I mean, some people like who are you know brought up with one good parent or some yeah, yeah. some fragment of self-esteem yeah. who, and have a sense of healthy competition and that you know maybe it, like you know if a if a chick splits or you don't get a fucking job, it's not the end of the goddamn world, right? Well, they're, they're not in the forum. They <laughs> they
1: actually, you know what they're they you know what they're doing? They're managing it. They're managing a. Topic. Them, that, they're doing well They're doing alright They're making 65, 70 grand a year They accept
0: their life And they're alright They know what, their limitations Well
1: you know That's the whole thing Is I do in this new act is like, you didn't, like, like, it, it, No one is who, who's really successful Like you're, you're fucked up I'm kind of fucked up Like no one's really successful Unless Anybody who's successful you didn't do it because you were loved too much, got a trophy for losing, or you got hugged. You got you got successful because someone at one point in life said you're a loser and you're never gonna mount anything, and you decided to bust your ass to make them choke on it. And there is there are so many things that like I, I believe. And when I do this on stage, people start clapping because there's yeah. Steve Jobs has daddy issues. Sure. This guy invented something new that had never been invented. He was in the closet. He was in the in the garage as like a teenager, he clicked it clack. And his dad's like, "What the hell are you doing? How come you're not playing football? Who's this Wozniak kid? Are you gay? What's going on?" And he was like oh
0: man. Well, I think that's true. I think that like, and I've observed it just by talking to people in here is that a lot of guys who have either, you know, uh, abandonment issues with their dad or, or tension with their dad, cats whose dad split, I mean, they definitely have a lot to prove. Yes. There's no doubt about that. And I think you can go either way with that. Either you become that guy where you're going to show him, or you become the guy that's just looking for dads. You know, would somebody please parent me? But like with women, now this is a question, and we'll get around to the other stuff. I mean, your mom was a schizophrenic. Yeah, manic depressive schizophrenic. Who murdered somebody.
1: Shot and killed her last husband. Uh, How many times was she married? Uh, three times. I you know, they do that. I used to joke is that yeah, yeah, you, you're out of the husband wish book at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're not going to be new husbands <laughs> yeah, 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 coming up. You're, 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 you're done at yeah. that point.
0: But, I, but, like, in terms
1: of how you're wired, I mean, what has been your experience with women in your life? I mean, my dad got divorced six times, so I made a real decision young. I was like, I'm never getting divorced. I will I will stay no matter. Because my dad would get divorced. So you gain 13 pounds. Here, get move out. I mean, he, my dad was that and this, guy. You live with this guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He actually, my mom. Well, my mom was insane. Even the weird thing about the the child the child laws have changed a little bit now because I just went through my horrible divorce I'm with my kids. But you went through a divorce. Yeah, bad one. Oh, yeah. Is my last special was called Love Is Evil? It's ninety how, minutes. How many? Divorce. How many? Uh, how many wives have you had? I uh, have one. So you went through one divorce. Yeah, I went through. My, but it's it's still
0: going on. I'm five years into it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Now, what happened? Is she crazy? Are you crazy? Or did it just go bad? Well,
1: allegedly, I'm in my opinion, she's crazy. She's uh, you know, well, she always the forged we checks, have. forged checks with forged checks. With, you know, she forged like hundreds of thousands of dollars of checks while we were married, and then she then I caught her seeing. She was seeing two other guys. Oh and, and, no! And then I filed for divorce, and when I filed for divorce, she went to court and said that I was beating her and the kids. And and it's just like that's That's so, fucking horrendous dude. It's it's insane
0: But do you feel like in, in, in looking back on it that because of the way you were brought up that you were attracted to some You know,
1: yeah, yeah And I saw you yeah, a little bit attracted to a little bit of crazy and also because my dad got divorced and I had made a decision We make decisions as kids man that you just you stick to your whole life that just I, screw I, up your I life I never made anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the one I made one I made which was yeah. like if I ever do so much drugs that I start to lose my mind I will stop yeah. Or at least try to stop, and that yeah. that 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 stuck with me.
1: Okay, good. But yeah. but but I made a decision. Like my dad, my dad used to get all these women. My dad, it's, we I had so many women going through this house growing up with my dad, and my dad was literally like, like Burt Reynolds of our neighborhood. He oh was, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just Swinger. woman after yeah, 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 just woman after woman, and all these and and then he kind of it didn't work for him. Like he got and I, so I made a decision on. I was like ten years old. I am never getting divorced. I'm never getting divorced. Yeah. And I sucked up. I got punched in the face by one of my my ex's brothers on on Easter Sunday,
0: <laughs> <That> for what? <laughs>
1: just, his dad is like seventy, and, and I'm like, I got, an, I think I have some integrity. And he, they, they, they all lived. They're like thirty and forty, and they all lived in the house with their parents still. And on Easter Sunday, I go over, and 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 her, she, one of her brothers started yelling at her dad, calling him a name, and he pushed him. And his her dad's like seventy five years old, and the 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 door to the outside backyard was open, and I just I I, I just pushed him through the door, and I go, hey. Do not ever touch an old man like that, ever. So my ex gets in front of my face and she goes, she goes, what are you doing? And her brother comes in behind her and just reaches over and just cracks me in the face. And I just kind of turn my head, and she looks at me and she goes, you're ruining Easter, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that that old. Uh, did I just get punched in the face? Okay, well it seemed like, uh, yeah, a lot of red flags there at the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back, but then again, I made the decision. I'm gonna stay married no matter what. Whatever she needs, but I'm let gonna me be ask doing you, man.
0: It. I mean, because like I'm just dealing with some of this myself, and and I have, you know, I come from whatever emotional issues I come from and you come from whatever you come from and right. it, Yeah, yours are more extreme but mine are equally as unhealthy in certain respects right. so like I'm dealing with a woman and when but I knew uh, you know going in that there was some issues I mean, you knew that. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, but yeah, th- I, She's the good one. I mean, I did a joke about it in the Love is Evil. Yo, she's the good one. No, she's not the good one. She's just on time release. That's all it is, right? Well, no. well,
0: well, that's interesting. But there's also our desire and our perception. Like, I can handle this. I can you fix know, it.
1: You know, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a guy thing right there. I can fix it. I will I, handle
0: this. Yeah, well, it's also a chick thing. They want to fix us, too. But that fixing thing, I didn't think I had that. But that's as fucking, di- that is as big a disease as being addicted to y- shit.
1: Yes. Thinking you can yeah. fix people. That or or keep their shit together. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, Don't worry, I got it. If you and the thing is that people will let you handle it, and, they'll, and eventually you find yourself in this nightmare where you're like, "Wow, I'm handling everything," but uh, you can't handle it. Nope. And then they'll begin to resent you, and then yeah. they'll
0: do things like go out and fuck other guys. There you and go. Fuck,
1: and then they're gonna be
0: like, "Still like me? Did you still like you know?" Like, right.
1: And part of you just, uh, "Why did you do
0: that? I'll stay with you." Yeah, and then yeah, you just, yeah. I guess I
1: can handle. it. I can it. still just tell fix me why. you. <laughs> yeah, I can still fix you. Ah. It was my fault. I wasn't trying hard enough. God damn! So I go through this thing. I get the yeah. show. I get Norman Rockwell. I really go to this go to this really insightful period in my life where I write all this stuff About my mom, my dad, and the comedy, like all the therapy I tried to do. And therapy, the one thing that helped me get all this stuff is just after the divorce started. No, no, the divorce. No, this is way no, this is way earlier. This is what I do. I'm trying to get back to your original question. The original question is how did question you fuck is, up your show? <laughs> well, okay. The
0: original question is all right. So you have you've, you've evolved into you started to do honest work, and and now right. you get big, this opportunity. Big difference. We after just, we the get this Rockwell crazy
1: show. review in, L, in LA, um and, 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 and compared me to Sam. Shepard and I was I was just hilarious I laughed so hard some kind of compliments you've got some great reviews we're just like yeah. really <laughs> yeah I'll take it yeah 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 and then I'll say like I guess I'm the only one that knows that this isn't true <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly this guy layered it on pretty thick. yeah yeah so I get to show get we get to deal with Fox Titus and I sat in a room with them and the one thing you learn in the forum is that you know and t- take a stand for yourself and integrity so many people want the prize of a TV show or this or that that they're willing to do almost anything and, and I guarantee that if you just will are willing to take everything they say Eventually, you got to remember, these people, executives, they're great. Some of them are great, but most of them were, are lawyers who got out of school, and, and they've never been on stage, and they've never written a script. Yeah. And you sit there, and, and you to- And they ex- don't want to be
0: blamed for a failure.
1: Right. And you start to explain to them what's funny, and they go, no, no, I don't think that's- right. Okay, I've done 14,000 shows. Yeah, fourteen thousand. Guess what? I have a little. I have a, yeah. So and that that always bugged me. I know you say I
0: know this works, and they're like, "Well, I don't know if it'll work for our audience." Right, or, if wait, we, I don't. It doesn't seem like. mean, you mean the
1: exact same people that go to the comedy yeah, club yeah. on yeah, Friday, yeah yeah, 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 that are watching TV yeah. on Tuesday. Those people aren't going to laugh yeah, at it because yeah. it's Tuesday. Is that yeah. why? Yeah. Okay, so that's my attitude about it. that's where I this is where I get in trouble. Mm-hmm. See what I just did? Yeah. That's where I get yeah. in trouble with the network. Who the fuck are you to know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh So, anyway, so we go. We we get Titus. I'm really standing in integrity and making a difference. I, 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 literally, you start to change what you want to do with life. You actually, But it like, got some good press. I mean, it was like you were no, taking risks.
0: I mean, it was yeah. a fairly extreme family situation. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. We, well, I, I designed it not to be a funny sitcom, but to, to cause a paradigm shift in the way people see their screwed up life because dysfunctional used to be a bad word. You got to remember, we did the show in 90 we did we got the deal in 98 the show we filmed the show in 99 and we went in mid season in 2000 you know cause it takes a long time to get a show on there and at that time dysfunctional was kind of a bad word it was it wasn't a cool thing it was like a well, it's
0: still kind of not cool and now like it seems like there are two camps of dysfunctional you now they have entire you know, uh, shows and networks dedicated to, uh, you know, intervention, hoarders, yeah, right. celebrity rehab. Right. Like, there's a way, like, they they keep it separate now. They're not yeah. integrating it into, like, we all have this. They're like, look at those freaks. And then you got to sit at home going, maybe I'm one of them. But, you know, it's not like what you were doing, where you sort of take it on as something that's as common as, uh, you know people owning cars i mean everyone's got it in their family
1: right everybody's got a, so got, got some hard ass relatives their mom's got problems dad got problems so we did this show the original pilot was called dad is dead which is basically my That's father's catchy, dead yeah. my father's dead for the whole episode week because it's based on a true story I call my brother one time my my brother who's not really my brother he was my dad's fourth wife uh kid who moved in with us when he was eight but then when she moved out he like dug my dad so much he stayed with my dad oh my god yeah That's and so, great. so I so he get a call did from you get day. along with him yeah, I love him. He's yeah. Dave, yeah, He's my brother, Dave. And he, uh, and and so he, I get a call from L.A. He goes, "Dad's dead." And I go, "What?" And my dad had a bunch of heart attacks. My dad had a ton. Um, he's he's a heart has got a heart attack. Gold card. He just had so many heart attacks. He gets miles. And uh, and he, um, and he so he basically calls me to say, "Dad's dead." And I'm like, "Oh my God, Dad's dead." He goes, "Yeah, I think he's dead." And I and I go, what, "You think he's dead? What does that mean?" He goes, "He's been in his room for three days and he hasn't come out." And I go go in his room. He goes. Well, I'm not going in his room. What if he's not dead? And it, it, this this little this conversation happens. and I'm like, go in his fucking room and see if he's dead or not. You just go say dead. And he's not making a noise. Well, go in. I'm not going in his room. So we start arguing. So I call my aunt, who's a nurse, and she goes over to the house. And he had actually literally thought he had the flu and had a mild heart attack. My dad had so many heart attacks. At one point, he just felt fluish. <laughs> 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 so so, he, so uh so we get him a hospital. that's his, that's his fourth heart attack. And so when we did the show, I kind of pitched it to the network and I pitched it to the studio, and they just looked at me like I was insane. And I, and we had Stacy Keach playing my dad. And I said, "Listen," and I told them the story. I said, "It's these people sitting. Everyone's afraid of this guy so much that they won't go." And I go, well, "Let's build a character that you're so that you that because Stacy Keach is big enough to be the guy we're going to build. Yeah. If we build this character so well that when he comes out, it's the scariest thing anybody's seen. Yeah. It'll be great. So we built this character where, you know, we're all we're kind of sad. And everyone's going to go to the door. and We keep trying to go to the door to open it. And no one will do it. And then we have. This, at the end, uh, we're all talking. We're actually, he, we've accepted he's dead. And we're sitting around the kitchen table, having, like, talking about him, how great he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And as we get louder, he comes, he just kind of stays Keats Walks in, looking like crap with a robe on. And he's like, What the hell are you guys doing? And, and uh, it scares the hell out of us. It, it ended up being this crazy pilot. It just worked. Uh-huh. And uh, we had this amazing cast. So we get into year three, and... uh, So
0: you're... Okay, so that's a... So you've done three years when the shit hits the fan?
1: Yeah, we did... It was the beginning of the third year when... So what happened was Fox went through 14 presidents in nine years. Sure. Not a real steady hand on the tiller. Sure.
0: Well, that's familiar to you with your family.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, And... uh, so, and, and the one thing is, when something's successful, that the, 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 the kind of the worst thing for a comic is if you're under the radar and something's kind of successful, yeah. nobody really wants to take credit for it. But we were doing like a fifteen share, man. We were, you know, we were killing it, and we were getting great reviews. And well, when that happens, and everybody wants a piece of it, so this so, is
0: where you, this is where the shit starts to hit the fan. Yeah,
1: we're at thirty-eight or forty shows now. Okay. So, Gail Berman came in, and Gail Berman, I know Gail into, Berman. She comes in there and sitting across the room from me, and uh, and I. I, I the problem with me is, and look, a prick, I will accept that, but I will also accept that I was there at nine in the morning because we had to we had to shoot differently because we shot it in front of a we shot it like a play every week. We never yeah. we never stopped. We we shot the show. We actually did all we uh we did writing Monday, Tuesday. We rehearsed Monday, Tuesday with the cast. Wednesday we did we did um, we we filmed all the black and white stuff because we had three different. You've never seen the show, have you? No. You should you should check it out because we did three different film styles. We did black and white, where I'm talking to camera. Then we did these flashbacks, where that had to be funny. The good rule was they have to be funny in 15 seconds. They have to be laugh out loud funny in 15. So seconds. you're playing
0: with a, a lot of different forms, and you're doing something new right. on so all So it was levels. really
1: hard. And I was writing on the show. I was, I was in the room all the time. I was I was the guy who came up with 26 episodes because it was my family. I'd come in with 26 episode ideas every year. So I'm writing on the which show, which is a
0: fairly unique situation. I mean, it's one right. thing to be you know created by or or co-created right. by, but you were actually actively writing episodes.
1: Right. And we'd have new directors come in, and because the form was so kind of different, we'd I'd have to stop everything and we just start i just start going okay here's what we're gonna do just watch us and we'd you know so i was there at nine working to two we do a run through for the studio network uh, on monday tuesday because we had to do it that fast and then on wednesday we'd start shooting uh, the background stuff and all the flashbacks and the black and white stuff that that night and then we do camera blocking on thursday we'd rewrite for friday and you're sober totally sober oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah and so we'll go we go all the way to like we'd go i'd be there from nine in the morning to you know midnight or one o'clock every day and this is for three years so by year three you got to know. I was, I had walked into a buddy's mind. Uh, he, owns, he does t shirts and he goes, dude, what happened to you? And he goes, you look like a vampire, bro. And I didn't realize it, but I was doing nothing but the show and I was getting crazy. I have to admit, I was getting crazy. Like I was just, I was so tired of, look, I know we've done this for three years now. Just let me do it. Don't argue with me about this. Let's just go. I'm tired. And so we go to this meeting with the network and I shouldn't have gone to the meeting. I will admit, I should not. I should have said, no, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to the meeting with the network. It's everybody. It's Gail Berman. It's all the studio people there. And Gail Berman goes, she's new president. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, here's what I want you to do to the show. Now what had happened was Darman and Greg, the year before had, had broken up Darman Greg. You can't do that to a TV show. Yeah. You can't say, Here's the premise, now we're gonna fuck the premise.
0: Well, didn't it tank and they did that? It
1: tanked the second. The next year, gone, gone. It was yeah. over. It went yeah. to, from a nineteen share to a five share. So she sits across from me and she says, I want you to break up but at the but the season they did it, it went up to a nineteen share because people wanted to see what was gonna happen. Right. So she sits there and she goes, "I want you to, I want you to fix that. I want you to change the show. I want you to break Titus and Aaron up and do a love triangle, which is very, you know, imitative, not innovative."
0: This was your wife. Yeah, I mean the, yeah, the, yeah the, the relationship. Yeah, the girl, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: And, we, and I and I said, "Do you even watch the show?" <laughs> That's how I started. Yeah. I go, let me explain how it works to you. I said you can't do that. I said number one, if you break the whole show's based on two screwed up people make a good relationship. I go, that's what I tried to tell everybody so they can actually have some hope. If I break them up, guess what? They're just like everybody else, and you know what? It's boring to watch. I don't want to see people don't watch television to see them. And you're manic and skinny and weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, all, you're like I'm a little out. crystal methy, but just yeah, really yeah, tired. Yeah, and uh, and I, and my two executive producers sit next to me, right, my co execs and they're like, and no one says anything. They let me go, and yeah. I guess because they know me, I'm. Like I was, I'm pretty forceful, and the room, and I, and I basically for three minutes talked to her like she's a three year old. It was all totally uncool. Never swore, never did anything. Completely
0: condescending. Like, Kinda, the, yeah,
1: yeah. Let me explain how it works to you. Whole, and, and yeah, uh, oh yeah, dude. Uh, bad, bad, yeah. bad move. Bad move. <laughs> I'm totally. If you tell your boss he's stupid long enough, he'll fire you. Yeah, yeah. And oh, so. Yeah. It's The weirdest thing is I get, I get done with the speech, and I know it, in the concept of what I'm saying, I'm right. We've been doing this. We're getting great ratings. L- just let us keep going. We'll, I should have said, we'll look at that idea, see if we can make it yeah. work. If we can, great. If we can't, sorry. And I didn't. And I get done, and I, it was almost like, ta-da, and I'm waiting for the people to go. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Someone finally stood up. Chris and is king. Dead silence, man. The, the thermostat lowered itself. It was like a tumbleweed blew across the table. It was bad. And so the next, she just goes, Okay, do what you want. Then it was that cold, and and I realized that I'd lost a ally. But I thought the show's doing so well. So then how out. can you lose? We got up to we get to the end of the season and uh, uh, we did some really great episodes. But we had we had fought. I kept pushing the envelope. I wanted we did an uh, an episode. My niece had got molested, and we did an episode about it was a friend of her dad's in re, in uh-huh. reality. And so we did an episode about that, where basically. I find out that the kid, because she moved in with me, and I find out that the kid was molested by this dude who still is a father of one of the kids at her school. Yeah. So basically, we meet him in the bathroom, me and my brother, and we take a bat to him.
0: <laughs> that was the episode.
1: Yeah, they actually wouldn't. They aired that one last after the show. I canceled because they they wouldn't. But it's really funny, which is weird. My dad said. So that you're like, doing
0: some pretty risky shit.
1: We were trying, yeah, and uh, and so I just thought, you know, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And what happened? They, they were really cold, they couldn't, the one thing is that you couldn't, the show was doing so well, and TV Guide actually wrote an article about it after it got canceled, but they couldn't just kill it, so when the renewals came up the next year. But you
0: thought that with after that meeting with Gail, that not only did you not have an ally, but they were going to start to disassemble Three
1: months later, they moved us to, they moved us, we were killing it, we were right behind the 70s show, oh, and then Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac was our format, like we got a script, Bernie Mac came out the year after us, and it was like. It was our script format, like right? three different film styles and stuff. And, right. And, and I, I looked at it, and I go, uh, at a meeting, I go, guys, I just got this script for this new show. Uh, I go, what is this? And they all start laughing, and they go, oh, it's an homage to Titus. Well, it doesn't you have to be dead to have an homage? You, have to, you, can't, you can't just have an homage right next to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess they had been told to do a black Titus, and, and it was. not Bernie, Mac, Bernie Mac's very funny. He did his own thing. It was great. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was so much like ours and that was her show that was done with Regency which is her company at the time Gail, so she actually that got all the press at one point I pissed her off so much that at one point at the bottom it would say like Bernie Mac that 70s show uh, uh, grounded for life and then literally at the bottom it's words it just goes Titus 930 (laughs) it was that bad
0: so this was a war You made, not only did you not have an ally, you made an enemy.
1: I I made some of that was, yeah, that, you know, and, 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 looking back now uh, as an older guy who gets it like 10 years later, you know what, what a dick, what a dick, really? You told the network president, and some people go, dude, I'm glad you did it, man. No, no, because guess what? I lost probably, well, forget the money, but we, I get letters all the time from people that say, that show changed my life, that show got my family together, you know, this one dude. He, this one dude shows up at, at Ontario Improv, one day and he's wearing a blackjack and he goes, "Hey, Titus, I want to talk to you." And I'm like, "I'm getting my ass kicked." And right. he goes, "He goes, look, I haven't talked to my dad in 13 years, but when your show came on, we started watching it, and I started, and I said, Dad, watch this show.'" And then he called me back next week, said, "I watched it. You watch this week," and we started talking. He goes, "I'm going home for Thanksgiving. I haven't been home in 13 years," and so that's I screwed that up. I really screwed that up. I, I mean, we did 54 episodes, and I just kind of just sucked it up. Done did something.
0: she just starve your show though? Is that what happened? Yeah,
1: she moved us. They moved us. They moved us. To, they moved us against West Wing after. 9-11 so we were done. That and then they moved this, and then the ratings dropped, and then they came back up with no Promo They started come back up again, so they moved us to like. Friday. So, but you saw this
0: as an intentional, like that you knew you had a good show, and yeah. this network, you know,
1: she, it, it was, it was personal. Someone, Robert Town said something great. Uh, you know Robert Town? Show no, but oh. I read his book. Show business is just high school with money.
0: Right, so it was definitely yeah. personal, and felt now, it, yeah. So as this is going on, and that
1: being said, and not personal, like like it should have been. I mean, I think if someone, t- it's someone had treated me like that, maybe you're looking back, I mean, look, I'm pissed.
0: But you didn't apologize or nothing. I mean, how long did you t- did it take you to realize that you fucking made a mistake that day?
1: Uh, I mean, did, honestly, to accept it, to own it, to be honest with you, on it probably not to get canceled. Yeah, right now <laughs> I'm like right now I'm <laughs> right now I'm really on it today. Uh, I Yeah, it took me a while Because and, and I, I kind of walked around with this And it's weird, man When you, when you Look, your comedy is really like um, You take a stand When you talk a shit on stage You're, talk, you're like saying what you want to say Right and, you, and there's a difference between Let me do some schmucky comedy And let me, let me say what I believe The truth is And you have to have this weird thing as a comic Where I don't give a fuck what the audience really thinks I really don't I'm going to say this I hope it's funny I really worked hard to make it funny, but at the end of the day this is what I believe. That's why you're successful what you do. So when I'd said that in the room, I'm like, "Well, you know, show's doing well, I was right." And I kind of rode that for a while. Yeah. And then the signs started showing up, you know, we had no well, promo. Well, well, I think what what you're saying is something that I, I think
0: I'd had a hard time realizing, especially cuz you and I share a type of of of, you know, righteous anger. Righteous anger is a killer. You know, because yes. it, be, because you don't, you know, compromise is really not part of the language of righteous anger. Yeah, that's gonna be my new t shirt. Righteous anger is a killer, so let me apologize in advance. <laughs> that, that's right. That's my next t shirt. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, because I do that too. I mean, closing the gap between doing something and apologizing right. is is tricky yeah. because there's something there. There's in the same way that we gravitate towards negative thoughts, the feeling of justification yeah. when you fucking blow your stack. But but the the thing I was gonna say is, as comics, we sort of we the great thing about being a comic is we can do whatever the fuck we want as long as it's funny or as long as we have some right. control of the game or sell tickets or whatever. Right. But then all of a sudden when you're in show business, right, then business is business and business is politics and yeah. business is money. Yeah. And and the the fucked up thing about this story that that upsets me more than anything else is that look, it, it's so it's supposed to be look, if you're selling tickets and you're selling advertising, right. people dig your show, everything's great. Yeah, it, we'll, we'll, we'll go to bat for you. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. But you had that going on, and you pissed off someone in power, and they decided to politically destroy you. Yeah. That, to me, is fucking heinous. I don't yeah. care what you did. Yeah. It's just, like, the reality that that happens. Well, they forgot about the business. It became it was personal. And, and- Well, they knew about the business, and they, they, she did it so she could absorb it. I mean, yeah. she didn't cancel you overnight because she couldn't.
1: Right. Right. So and, and they, they moved ju- this, moved this. and then TV Guide wrote an article at the end of it after it got canceled. It was an article. TV Guide said, "Like, what the hell happened to Titus?" And they actually started listing numbers, like we were doing nine hundred thousand viewers better than everything, at, like other comedies on, on Fox. It's and all they, politics, isn't that fucking? Yeah, something? it was weird. It was. Well, not I think that with everybody. There's some really great executives, and Gail's. Gail's. I mean, Gail put Malcolm in the Middle on the air. She's she's smart. But no, uh, I've
0: worked with her husband. I've met her. I mean, I'm i not. Yeah, saying her Husband's that a good guy. Yeah, Bill. He yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He used Bill, to be a comic, guy, yeah. and he's a he's a writer. But
1: it's just. It, it's just
0: fucking business, yeah. and and the weird thing when you're a comic is like, okay, maybe business, but I'm
1: only gonna have one life, right? And you know, and, and I just did it, right? Exactly, you know, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, my life is only fifty-four episodes long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I mean, I probably had a couple more seasons, so that life could have bought me the rest of my right. life to hang out and you know, right. have a little
1: more freedom, right? a big lesson, man, big lesson, but you know, people say, well, you know, there's more, there's more expensive lessons. No, syndication money. There's actually no more expensive lesson. Oh, actually not. No, it's, no a, it's, yeah, a, it's a, it's a, difference between a <laughs> yeah.
0: owning an island and maybe traveling to
1: one. Yeah. Possibly working a gig, a at crappy bar ah, at an island. Ah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> opening for Slayton. Oh really? Yeah. He's open, a character. Your, Mark he's Maron, like what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do in your garage? <laughs> come here, come oh, here. Yeah. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. I saw I saw Carvey last night. I went and saw Carvey last night. Really at the Ice House. Carvey's working on new stuff, man. How's that? I gotta tell you, man. You know, you, there's so many. Uh, I don't know. The, it's weird because I, I didn't realize that I, I'm an older comic now. I didn't realize like I've been around a oh, long yeah. time. Like sure. all of a sudden you go, oh, because I'm writing new stuff all the time. I'm right. like, oh wow, I'm am like a guy who's around, been around. We've been around now. I know it's really kind of fucked up. Like <laughs> there's literally like you
0: know when the people talk to you about like this guy's huge. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. And then you realize, oh no, I'm I'm, almost, <laughs> I'm 47 years old. How old right. are you?
1: 46. And uh, so, so the thing is that I go see Carvey, and, and Carvey's fifty something, but man, he got up and he did this. He just—it's it, just—I I, some you have to go as a comic, you have to go watch guys that make you know that you suck. You have to go, you have to go watch them. We don't want to; it's painful because you have to kind of face it at the end that I better get off on my game again. But Car- Car- he did some stuff. He did some stuff like he did a thing about uh, Jesus raising an eighteen-year-old. Uh-huh. You know, talking about how Jesus, how Jesus was so loving and great, and, and didn't have any bad side, and turned the other cheek, and. And then he does. Jesus had an eighteen-year-old, and it was just it was no, like he had, Is his daughter that old or something? Fucking, his, does he his a son? Yeah, son. Oh, really? Brilliant. That's man. a funny uh, construct, but really yeah, really funny. He did yeah. some just did some great stuff.
0: I try not to see other comics as uh, making me feel like I. I'm really trying not to feel like I suck in any way.
1: Well, you know what? Let me change it. That you uh, need to write write more to inspire you. Right. Some, some you know because sometimes you you know you get good when you're good. Like we've been doing this a long time. We're we're capable. We're competent at what we right. do, and we know what we do. And we we we. Uh, and you go in the room and you yeah get thanks I'm the headliner right, but then you have to go see some you have to go once I went saw Cosby in, in Montreal a couple years ago and, yeah. and again I'm sitting there and the person I was with turns to me how come you're not laughing I go because I'm getting schooled he did new he did ninety minutes of new well, stuff well he's like it's weird because he I'm learning more from him now than
0: I have anybody like lately and it's old stuff it's not it's that's not weird his...
1: you that, see that's weird that you were finding it now because I found it when I was five years old that's what made me want to be no a I promise. mean I
0: always knew he was there you know but and just now there's something about. His uh, his delivery and his and how deliberate he is, and the pacing that he maintains, no matter what. It was really the lesson I learned from him recently was really just about pacing. Yep, that you know you don't have to chase yourself. That I mean, that's a really interesting lesson to learn because there's that panic in between laughs.
1: <laughs> yes, that's my next album title: what? Panic, panic Panic in between... between Laughs. Well, but you know, like <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and
0: like you know, when you watch him, you're like, there, it's not there at all. No. You know, and there's and the and the thing about it is that there's no reason it has to be there. You know what you're doing. Right. Right. So like that thing, you know, it's 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 aggravating and it actually makes doing stand up uh, unenjoyable. Uh whereas like, you know, fuck it, wait a second. Yeah. You know, what's gonna happen? You think they're just gonna leave and decide all at once yeah. and, like why is why is he taking so hey, long? That's
1: three point two seconds yeah. with nothing, no talking. Yeah, we saw him we went and saw him at the casino down in uh, Pechanga or whatever it is, and, and uh my girl got me tickets and we go watch him. I love, I can see him. He's like, like to spring scene of comedy. I can go watch him anywhere, anytime. The dude, the sound was messed up. So he walks on stage. Kazi walks on stage. He goes, hold on, people. We got to do sound. And he starts doing a sound check. That's how he started the show. Did a sound check. Then he brought out this little tiny cup of Starbucks coffee. Slid a table. Like an old man slid a table across the stage. Set, he, it was like he's setting up his living room to watch TV. And he did it for five minutes. Five minutes. And he was just going, people. And then he started making fun of the sound guy. Can I get the lighting guy to handle sound? He was making fun of the sound guy. And it was it was weird and he handled it in a way that you did you realize that he didn't really care what we thought and because of that it was really funny and you
0: know why because he's fucking Bill Cosby <laughs> that's right that's true
1: <laughs> no but I mean
0: I I, I I appreciate that like I've learned a lot from that recently because it, it's your stage dude I yep. mean you know you yep. you know we you earned it you can do whatever the fuck you want and if it's weird for even 10 minutes who cares right I mean, you know what's going to happen. I mean, but there's that panic, you know, like you know, they're I'm, they're going to abandon me. You know, they're not going to they're not going to see me. I'm not going to I'm going to be invisible. They're
1: just going to they're, they're all going to reject me. Well, wow, you are kind of messed up. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> like well, I just I, I I look at it this way: is that Cosby Cosby has a cadence, and because he has that cadence, like when we get because I'm fast too, I talk really yeah. fast. It looks like we're planned out. Cosby planned out doesn't look like it looks like he's thinking of every word which sucks the audience it's crazy how the audience just starts leaning in like come on tell me tell because me. well the experience doesn't have to be about
0: laughter man I mean it's like what you're talking about with the type of shit you're talking about and like with the show yeah. is that if the experience is a human experience I yeah. mean they're willing to, to sort of hang out if you know if you're yeah. going to give them that and there's a little bit of closure they don't want right, like right, to right. see you spinning right but like yeah I mean when you relax so what do you uh, in, in those moments because I, I know why I go at the pace I go at and I've slowed my pace down a lot. Like, I'm just not panicking up there anymore. And it's taken 20 whatever years for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally think I just got... Like, I literally think I arrived
1: in myself... About two years ago. Wow, nice. I mean, do you feel that ever? Yeah, but that means you're, that means that, that so many guys, how many comics have you met that were like seven months in? Yeah, that's what I do. And they're like, they're like there's comics yeah. that, young comics that just, I get it. And, and I just want to hug them and go, you don't. I want to pat them on the back and go, you don't. <laughs> you yeah, do, yeah, yeah. 20 years, yeah, you comic. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rosie O'Donnell said 10 years. Everybody says 10 years, you start to know who you are. And that's what happened. About 12 years, I knew who I was.
0: Now, but okay, so let's talk about Titus now. So you've, you've gotten humbled. You were humbled. You were fucking publicly humbled.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like I'm really aware that.
0: And now you're going through. You, you have this horrible divorce. I mean, what, what's where? Where's the tone? How's it changed your tone? I mean, like, I mean, do I you... trust
1: absolutely no one. That's number. That, oh, that that's, so the, that's w- a lot of growth. That's there. the Good weird. That. <laughs> is, that's, it, is that part of the forum too? Or the, <laughs> land, the landmark. That's forum? what I deal with. No, my trust gr- no one. My girlfriend says it to me. So, you know, I, I don't trust. Well, you know, it's weird. Like for me, it was like someone. I, I I stood in front of you know God and everything like that, and someone said that I will back you up, and I got your back, and then it just didn't happen, and that bothers me, it bothers me that I think that I'm kind of focusing on the, the how, how screwed up human beings really are I'm watching the, the House and the Senate and I'm watching the Republicans and I'm just like, wow I mean, how, how narcissistic you know, you, you, children are we that's we, that become this and, and I'm starting to focus on that that's what the news show is about But the do new. you
0: understand the nature of the business after what you went through at Fox? Oh yeah, day? yeah, yeah,
1: totally we, you know, and, it's still, and it's still brutal, it's, still, it's the most brutal business. Did, how long did the stink stay on you? You know, the weird thing is, is that um, the the person, you know, Gail has, has a bit of a reputation for being a hard ass. Yeah. And even when she went to Paramount, she has, she has, so it didn't, I called her, by the way, after it happened, I called her and I talked to her and I said, listen. Right I said,
0: after or like recently?
1: No, I called her right after. I actually yeah. did call her and I said, listen, I want you, because I, I got, I, I got clear that I had, that I had sh- fucking blown it. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I should have shut up and I, I called her and I said, you know, I always want you to know I was trying to protect the show. I said, that, that being said, well, how, what I said to you and how I said it. Was out of line Yeah I, I want no apologies and The show was already over I wasn't going to fix anything I wasn't going to fix it But I just wanted to let her know That I was sorry um, And she was cool And she said She basically said the best You know the show business You say fuck you is Well I hope, success, hope you have many successes In the future That's how you say it She didn't <laughs> so say business. that Yeah she did So said, this
0: was Wait this was like After you yelled at her After said, the show was done That
1: show was done She said I said I know this all She comes. waited that long to call her yeah, well, we also had a Faye Dunaway incident too, man. <laughs> what? Oh, that sounds good—a Faye Dunaway <laughs> we incident. Had a Faye Dunaway incident. There's a lot of these. So, um, my mother—my uh, mother's crazy. So, we had needed someone to play my mother. So, for whatever reason, the show's hot. We get Faye Dunaway's interested in playing my mother, and yeah. I'm like, "Woo!" I'm like dancing because I don't know—I'm not inside Hollywood. I've never have, and I'm just a dude from Northern California, yeah, you know, blue collar guy who just you know. And uh, so I'm like Faye Dunaway, and uh, so Faye Dunaway shows up on the set. And I, we're doing a food fight episode. We had this horrible Thanksgiving episode where basically the families we get our two families together and it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a fist fight, food fight thing. And so I'm covered in mashed potatoes. And they go, Faye's here wants to speak to you." And I'm, I'm literally popping mashed potatoes off my forehead. I'm like, and I go, uh, "Okay." And it was a script I had written. It was a script I had written. Huh. Um, so Faye Dunaway. Walks over, She goes, "Hi, I'm Faye." And I'm like, "Wow, a pleasure to meet you." I said, "All oh, the movies you've done." I was like, "Oh my God!" I said, "This is great." And she goes, "Oh, thank you." She and she literally has the, my script that I wrote, tabbed. It's tab like, look, like, there's tabs all down it. She yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I'm not gonna do. And she starts flipping through the script and talking telling me that all this stuff that my mom like everything that we need for to show my mom's crazy, yeah. she won't do. I'm not gonna let you put a half wig on my head. That's so why I shaved half my head. I'm not gonna let that happen. And then she and she just literally goes down every behavior we need to make the funny happen yeah. and kills it. So I go, okay, well that's great, thanks. Well, let me talk to my guys and we'll work it out. So I go back, to, we film the scene, and uh, I still want her. I still want her. I'm like, you know, she's fade away, yeah, sure. So we go upstairs, and, and I and they and I said, you know, she just killed everything. We have to rewrite because she just killed everything we need. Uh, so we have to figure out what her parameters are. And they go, okay. And at that point, the wardrobe department comes up, finds me. I'm in wardrobe, and they go, oh my god, um, please, we cannot work with fade away. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. There's no way. I I want that with those weeks off. I can't do it. I won't do it. And I'm like, really? Then I have like, as I'm walking out of there, I go to like craft service and there's like it's like three cameramen approach me. Like they had they like, and they go like, uh, Titus, we're putting in for those weeks off when she's on the set. We don't want to work with her. And I start hearing stories from I thought all you were of going them.
0: To say the people in the food truck were right? like, "No, we're not serving." <laughs> at the <end> of <laughs> no yeah.
1: camera. Yeah, like she can't have M Ms. I'm not putting yeah. M Ms out for a cafe, Dunaway. And then and then so it goes down the line to where like then the other camera guys come up and then and I have a, a holy fuck. And I'm like, okay, I had literally had like yeah. seven to nine people come up to me and say, "I don't want to work with her. I won't work with that week. Can we get someone else? I have a crew, I have a buddy that can do it." So I go up to my guys, and I go, listen, and, and I have this weird Why? thing. Why,
0: because she's, she's such a prima donna? That, I guess uh,
1: so, I guess her rep is really bad. Her rep is really bad. And so I go up, and I, and I go, look guys, we're having a huge, I go, i a mutiny. And again, the one thing, we had to change a set every week. We never, didn't have the same set. Right. We changed, our, our stories happened in real time, in 30 minutes, and we had a set of it. So our guys had to build new sets, we had to dress everything. It wasn't like it was Cheers with it, just the bar sat there. So I had a badass crew, a badass crew of amazing people and I'm losing them and I go I go uh, guys we're losing everybody I go I guess we can't hire Faye Dunaway and they go we have to hire Faye Dunaway so uh, I said we can't Got to tell Gail we can't hire her get a call from Gail Berman uh, what do you mean you're not hiring Faye Dunaway I go, I go look I go, here's what happened and I go down the whole thing she goes you have to hire Faye Dunaway and I, again me being stupid standing up for my crew I should have told my crew something I said look Guys, we're hiring Faye Dunaway. Guess what we're gonna do? At the end of it, I'm gonna throw a party. And if you need to hang her in effigy and burn her, burn the effigy, fine, fine we'll do that. Yeah. And we'll all get little Faye Dunaway yeah. bats and whatever. Yeah. But we're gonna hire Faye Dunaway. Right. It's Faye Dunaway, guys. Yeah. I should have said that. Yeah. Um, this is this is the older guys talking about shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. And uh, so I, I But co- you chose to say to Gail what? I said I just said Gail. I said we can't hire her. I go I got a <laughs> mutiny on my hands, I go, I got everyone wants that wants to be on the show with her. I said we can't do it. So she goes talk to everybody So I go Stacey Keach goes And this is This is at the end of the day What was hard for me Because Running the show Is because um, and, And I had two guys Jack and Brian But at this point No one would back me up Yeah I go guys look I've got everybody mutiny If someone in this room Will take the heat I've got two producers from the studio, two of my executive producers, and then Stacey Keach. I go, mm. if someone in this room will just take the heat. If this goes crazy, you guys just go, you guys go talk and apologize to the crew and just say, hey, guys, we hired her. I said, but I'm not gonna take it. I said, I, I, I said, I, I can't. I need him on my side. Yeah. And dead silence, man. No one said, okay, I got it. So you, you're you a man without a country. I'm like, all of a sudden I got the network. <laughs> I, and and I, so I, I called Gail, so said, we can't do it. And Gail, Gail again, dead silence. Okay, click. <laughs> yeah so i know man why are you making me live relive this you know i feel like this to carlos mencia uh, no uh, i feel feel like you brought it up i i did you asked me no you you said you're the guy that fucked. yeah i guess you're right (laughs) yeah you did Uh, but i
0: wasn't digging for anything i was Uh, really just curious because you know actually it's very impressive that you know despite the fact that you know you know whatever your political issues were and whatever your ego issues were that, right. you know, you, you obviously work your ass off. You know, no one has ever said anything different. I was just curious about the arc of that, yeah. that because what it was, was really, you, you know, you wanted to, your show to be perfect and yeah, you yeah. wanted it to be on your terms. And then, you know, when it comes to negotiations, uh, that at that time you were like, you were so in it that you're like, fuck that. Right. You know, this is my baby that you were incapable of being political. Or, or 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 make compromises. Right. For well, whatever reason. It was
1: my real life. My brother there was a guy playing my brother. There was a guy playing my dad. There was a guy playing my crazy mom. There was right. a guy playing my my, my And you uh, couldn't separate my wife at the time. Right. It it was it, it, yeah, I guess it and also and also being incredibly tired, man. Incredibly tired. Yeah, sure, you were strung out. But I think But there was, like, was weird stories though. They said that. I heard you punch Gail Berman. What? And we go, What? No. But like now, but like the
0: thing about you is, is like you're compulsive, you're driven, and you, you've done four fucking hour and a half shows. Right. You got another one coming out, right? Yeah. And it's we're called we're what? Doing Call the fourth evolution? one now. It's evolution And now. who's shooting it? And I've got 25. You're gonna independent uh, production.
1: I'm gonna do it myself. You know why? I was gonna do it, and uh, actually, my management—I don't have my management now because of this. It came in, and they said they we want to shoot it. We're gonna own it, and we're gonna do this, and we're yeah. gonna. And they said, yeah. I said, what's the deal? And they said, it's 25% distribution, and then we got to take our money back for producing it, and then this, and, that. and then I go. Uh, uh, okay but if I With the internet now And the way things are Because I keep hearing How everything's changing Everything's changing It's all right. changed It's not the same as right. it was But everybody wants Their percentage to stay the same Everybody wants the business side To run exactly the same But the actor Creative side Oh it's changing, changing We can't pay you that yeah, but you guys all want to get 10 percent of stuff you didn't earn. So that's a good point. We had a big free big, content, right? Yeah. So it's really it's really bizarre. So I, I said I wanted to do it, and then it was just everyone got really kind of quiet. I also broke down the numbers for them. I'm not an idiot. I sat then okay, here, here I, go, I go if I do this myself and pay it back, and then and I sell them on the internet. I go, I go, I can make this much money. Can you guys pay me that of this? Because i I've, I've my special my my love is evil special. I've made nothing on it. It's sold. It sold a ton. I've made. It's crazy how little I've made. On so, it.
0: but what, what? What was their problem with you saying I'll do it myself and you can just take your ten percent like you usually do and shut up?
1: No. Well, I said they could get. I, I said that. I said they could have ten percent of. Uh, I said I want five. Okay, you give me five thousand this for myself. I'll handle those. Yeah. And then you, you will take your ten percent. Then you do the deal like that. And they said okay. And I and and then they go and like I'm not even off the couch yet. I literally haven't. The negotiation is cut. I haven't left the room yet. Yeah. And the guy goes, uh, "You know what? We should probably share that five thousand. We're going to give you too. <laughs> and I remember thinking, "Wow, I haven't even shifted on the couch. I haven't crossed my leg. La- I haven't even just <laughs> yeah. kind of leaned. I haven't adjusted myself, and you changed the deal." Yeah. So uh, you know. Anyway, they're great. I had they. They were great management, and they just. It just. It just. There was some stuff we didn't agree on. <laughs> It sounds like a recurring theme, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, the one thing with all my management is me. I I do, I do, I do have to admit this came up that three days ago. I was talking to my agent, uh, who I've been with for twenty years. Here's the one thing: I've been with my agent TJ, TJ Markholder, for twenty years. I know TJ. TJ's a great guy, and and so I I go, I guess you know after going through all, I've been with all the biggest management companies, and you know at the end of the day, no one can change your career. You know no one has the juice to really go all right, here's your movie, not anymore no, they don't have it so so these management companies want it and they I think a lot of them you know there's some great managers out there who really really get involved, but man, most of the what I've found is i had a i had a show the management companies, i had a show we did a show called special Unit, which was the um which was for comedy center we shot the pilot it was basically the shield with handicap people yeah and uh and <laughs> it was great, it's a really good pilot, and we're- we're turning into a movie now but um and the, my manager showed up for 40 minutes on one day. I was executive producing, wrote it, and was there. We had Brian's Cancer, and he didn't, didn't. Shouldn't you be there helping? Well, no, no. It's a, that's not what they do anymore. <laughs> well, what do you, what's your opinion of it? Cause I, I am I the only one who's noticed it? It doesn't seem like anyone has the juice to really make something happen. No,
0: I, I really don't. I, it seems you like have that, the
1: juice you have, like you, like you,
0: you well, I do this, but I mean, but like I changed management recently because I need that kind of attention, you know? And after a certain point, depending on what the company is, they just sort of wait for you to get attention. And then when right. you get some, they're like, Oh good, there's fire there. We can go throw gas on it. Right. Y- you know what I mean? But as far as making fire, that seems to be our job.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know yeah that's exactly... Wow, again, so clear. I'm just going to listen to you now. I'm just going li- to... You just keep spewing these pearls. I'm just going to listen. I've got it's three... taking me a long time. I've got three t-shirt ideas right
0: now. Oh, good. It's <laughs> taking me a long time to figure out. Well, fuck, I'm glad you're doing uh, well. And I think that we share something in that. It's very hard for us, like, because of our personalities, uh, no one's ever going to believe that we're actually humble. I mean, that's... I mean, oh, well, you're true. I, I, I would agree with that. That, like, even when we're genuinely trying to be understanding, they look at us like... No, he's just fucking looking it's like I at it. <laughs> and I don't know how to make that go away. But uh, I'm glad you're still working. I'm glad you came over and talked to me. And I hope you had a good time.
1: Uh, dude, it's great, man. Well, Thanks, you know Chris. what? You're smart and funny. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris.
0: That is our show. That is uh, The Conversation chris titus folks and as i said earlier in the show we are sponsored today by comedy central where you can watch the premiere of the chris titus stand-up special never lucian this sunday july 3rd at 9 p.m 8 central go to cc.com slash stand up for previews highlights and digital exclusives i will be at rooster t feathers in sunnyvale july 7th through 10th uh looking forward to that i like that club uh they got a great sound system it's a sweet little club Good space. Go to wtfpod.com for everything. Just coffee. Co-op. Pow. Yeah, I don't have a cup with me. I'm drinking coconut water. Whatever the fuck it is. You can also get the merch. We got new merch. I got some signed posters up there. We got the new cat negotiation shirt. Go there to get the premium app for iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, Droid. Go there to buy the old episodes if you like. Where we keep uploading uh, new classic episodes to. Uh, to, uh, iTunes if you go to WTF Premium search that on iTunes or go to WTFPodShop.com that you can get to through uh, WTFPod.com get on the, uh, the mailing list because you know I'm into that and enjoy the new site I'm trying to keep on top of it I appreciate all you guys listening uh, I, I am constantly uh, grateful and humbled by it all in all honesty I'm not getting a big head I don't feel great but I have nothing to complain about
1: so uh, how's that? is that good? Okay.